Hello, my name is Mark Taylor and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place for creative and inspiring learning from around the world. Listen to teachers, parents and mentors share how they are supporting children to live their best authentic life and are proving to be a guiding light to us all. Hello and welcome back to the Education on Fire podcast. Today I'm talking to Nicholas Lee and he's a chartered accountant turned entrepreneur. Now his goal is to share information that school and society never taught us about ourselves and our own mind and how we can use this to achieve our real desires in life. And we also talk about different cultural experiences around the world and how our perceptions and our desires for our parents can also be different to our own and how these different ideas about how life works need to be explored and talked about in order for us to, to live life on our terms. And this is a fascinating conversation about how that's been the case for Nicholas. And just before we get into this conversation, here's a thank you to our sponsor. Thank you to the National Association for Primary Education for their long-term support of the Education on Fire podcast. To get a free e-copy of their professional journal, Primary First, please go to nape.org.uk forward slash journal. That's nape.org.uk forward slash journal. Hi, Nicholas. Thank you so much for joining us on the Education on Fire podcast really excited to talk about mindset it's something we've been exploring a lot in in recent episodes and and I know with your background in terms of a different career path and also your obviously expert interest in podcasting as well there should be a great conversation so thanks very much for being here yes thank you very much for having me here uh, it's a real pleasure to be with you here and I love education and uh, and I do think there's some changes that needs to happen there so I'm looking forward to this conversation with you so tell us a little bit about that background in terms of the different career paths and, and how, how mindset and, and your experience of education has kind of put you where you are today. Yeah, sure. So I, I come from a small island in, in the Indian Ocean called Mauritius. And, um, and back there, my, I'm from a Chinese origin, right? So in Mauritius and from my origin, you need to become an accountant, a lawyer, a doctor, Otherwise, you're nothing. So, so that was where I had to be. So, growing up, I had to, I guess, do well in exams. And then my my, my parents were very supportive, and they they invested like whatever they had to send me to the UK, so I could then get better education at university. Um, so I went to the University of Manchester to do my accounting and finance degree. And I eventually get a, got a job um, at Deloitte, which is one of the largest accounting firms in the world, and became a chartered accountant, right? And this is usually like the path you take that maybe someone else gave to me, right? Because like at the time, that was the dream, becoming an accountant. Um, people are dreaming to do this, this job, right? Then I came here and, and the first thing I did when I arrived in the UK was to Google cash because I thought I'm, com- I'm coming to the UK now. So much opportunities here. Let me find out how I can build a business maybe and do something different. And I realized I came across that book from um, Robert Kiyosaki called Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I did realize that from looking at the four quadrants, which is uh, employee, self-employed, business owner or investor. I didn't want to be um, an employee or self-employed. I wanted to become a business owner. So this is where my, my journey started. And it wasn't easy to be honest uh, at the start just because, you know, like we talked about mindset. I've been trained to think that I need to work for someone. It's, it's safe, right? You know, security, you get your income coming in. 
and making that shift wasn't that easy uh, especially with the family as well where they're like oh it's a risk going out and leaving your like well-paid job right uh, quote unquote and uh, but yeah that, that was what I wanted to do because I did not really like what I was doing in terms of accounting I was decent at it but I was waking up every day not really looking forward to go to my job um, not looking forward to look at spreadsheets and like going through receipts and stuff like that because I was an auditor and um, and yeah eventually I started looking for more education outside of the traditional education system so bought loads of books courses kept on finding other people who were successful in building their own businesses and and eventually I I planned my exit though but um in 2017, I eventually left Deloitte to to take on take on that um, take the plunge really and and take that risk and go on my go on and do it myself. Yeah, so I mean along the way, I had to real I realized that I had so many skills that I missed because school teaches us quite a few things about history, maths, um, chemistry, you know, all, all of the traditional type of skills that you would think you need then when you get in the real world you realize hmm are those skills actually helpful i realized i had no skills in terms of selling because i did realize if you, if you need to you need, i mean we're selling all the time selling our ideas now i need to start selling my own products services business to people then i was really struggling initially and and again yeah just started looking for ways to improve on that did what they were saying and and it worked initially, and then I realized that even though I was doing what people were saying, I wasn't getting the results I wanted because I was doing what they were saying. So I was taking action, but I had not changed as an employee mindset. That's why I like the mindset part as well, where if you keep thinking as an employee, you would tend to do things that an employee do. So, for example... I would want to start a business, but I'd think of all of my investment in terms of, I don't know, starting a company, getting um, people to help me, work with me. So hiring people to to do my, I guess, non-generating activity, I find it as an expense rather than as an investment. So that's what kind of slowed me down in my progress. And then eventually I realized that I had to change and upgrade my identity as a business owner. And I started really investing in myself, investing in what I needed for the business. And to me, most importantly was to start um, joining different groups of people who were serious about this. So maybe they've spent some money to join a mentorship or they paid to be part of a different group of people who are like, you know, once you start paying for something, you pay more attention. So you're, you're a bit more serious about it. And along the way, I like one of them, one, one very key story I had was I paid £5,000 to join like a public speaking course because that was a skill I really, I was really bad at as well. And there I met a guy called Jason James and um, he was already good at public speaking. He was coaching people on there and I found ways to add value to his life, which then led on to like five years later now, we are business partners. So, so I guess part of the point I want to raise here is on this journey, find ways to add value to as many people as you can and you don't know what can happen, but you can start a business with them. You can like, you can also have um, the chance to work with them in some of the ways that you would have never hoped of. 
Um, so yeah, this is where I am now. So right now I've got two businesses, one of no, three businesses. One of them is with Jason and two other partners. Another one is my Amazon store. And, and the third one is I started also looking into acquiring dental practices. And for that one, what was interesting is one thing I realized as well is let's, uh, if you look at in the corporate world, you've got loads of directors who've been there for 20, 30, 40 years, and they're close to retirement. Most of them love to work. So what I had for them was an opportunity to join me to start acquiring companies. And from that, I got a board of directors who are, uh, I mean, I count them as world-class because they've been there for a long time. They've worked with some of the largest companies and largest kind of projects in the world. And just by having them around me, uh, I can kind of upgrade my education very quickly because one example, I was having a conversation to negotiate a loan agreement for an acquisition. And so I was there with the bank, but I had two of my directors there as well. And when I was there at the meeting, it was in a hotel and I just kind of shut my mouth and let them negotiate the whole deal themselves because they just knew what to say. I had no idea what they were going to do. But at the end, we, we got a really good deal from the bank just because those guys have been there and they've done that. So yeah, those are, that's, those are the ideas. And the other kind of mindset shift I had in this this year was about not being in the shadows. So So I've been doing those kind of businesses more in the shadows, working one-on-one with people, building partnerships and connections. And this year I realized that I've got loads of knowledge and, um, and expertise around mindset and how to use that, that maybe some other people might need, especially right now with COVID-19 taking place and people maybe getting in the fear zone, maybe losing their jobs and, and not really knowing what to look for. What I did realize was that... Um, what we I mean we can't control what happens to us we can't we couldn't expect covid-19 to happen we couldn't control what the government's going to do like but what we can control is what's going on in our head how we perceive ideas how we want to look at things and we always have a choice do we want to look at it as a negative thing or a disempowering thing or do we want to look at anything that happens to us in a more positive way and maybe use any obstacles challenges that happens to us as a learning point to make us better, stronger, and, and I guess wealthier for the 2020 and 2021, which uh, I can perceive as being one of the hardest year for many people going forward. So I thought, let me start a podcast. And, um, and yeah, it's been going uh, decently well. It's been averaging uh, decent downloads um, every day, but this is another journey and I'm looking forward to, to grow and do more of that. So yeah, I guess um, nutshell idea of, of my journey and there are a few things i want to pick out there the the first thing and i want to bring this into the mindset idea is when you can't perceive your life to be a different way i would imagine in your journey like you said you know your parents had invested in you come to the uk you'd studied you got the job and then you've got the mindset of you know you want it to be different but i guess you've still got that whole kind of but my parents have, have put me in this position to do it and there is an expectation. So how is your mind shift to be able to go back and approach them and say, but this is really what I want. Obviously you had to do that for yourself first, but then also people will, will understand that kind of, you know, the parental pressure, whether it's directly or indirectly about the expectation of, of where you're going to be progressing. Yeah. I mean, 
Great, great point here because that was definitely one of the one of the hardest part I had to go through. Um, so, I guess at the start, one of the hardest thing was I was reading books, right? And I would take advice from the book, and my parents would be like, "Okay, so so you're buying this book, you're reading this book, and clearly the guys that are writing the book are making money from the book." So, can you really take hundred percent, or can you really take the advice? at heart because clearly they want you to to buy more stuff from them right so that was many of the conversations i had where the other part was you know it's only one in a million that makes it out there or it's only like most people need to have a job which is true and uh, but but what what happened was as you said right to me it's about beliefs and it's about again the more you listen to to others that, that have done, got success out there, the more you realize that none of them had an easy journey. If it was easy, everyone would do it. But it's about what you want in life. So if you do want it, how much are you happy to give up? Or how much are you happy to push through to make it happen? To be honest, I was a bit lucky because initially my, my, my parents, my mom, my dad were not that keen into it because as you know, they... They want to, again, they want safety. And that, that's the thing you, you guys need to realize. Your parents want the best for you. And unfortunately for them, if they've been working their whole life as an employee, for example, and they maybe don't want to do a business, um, or again, anything they believe into, for them, that's how the world should work. And I, I like to use a quick exercise. Is that okay if I do a quick exercise? Um, yeah, but, please do, yeah. So, You'll find it very silly though, but let me ask you a very simple arithmetic question, right? What is two plus two? Four. Four. And would you agree that maybe you did not even have to think about this? By the time I reached the, num- the second number two, your mind just popped up with number four. Yeah, for sure. Now, the question is why does that happen? Simple. Because you've said it to yourself again and again for maybe five, 10, 20 years, even 40, 50 years, in your mind, there's no other way that the world runs. Two plus two is equal to four. Now, let's suppose I was from Mars. And let's suppose in Mars, they were saying that two plus two is equal to five. And I had been told this for five, 10, 20 years. And we want to have a conversation now. <laughs> Both of us would be like, no, I'm right. I've learned this for my whole life. This is why I know it exists. This is how life should be. Now, think about your parents now, coming back to them. Their whole life, they've been told some things and some of them as well, they've proved it to yourself. So maybe your dad is a very successful, my dad is a very successful dentist, for example. Um, so he owns his own business, but it's more of a self-employed type of way. Um, like I've got aunties and uncles who've done really well as an, as an accountant, a lawyer. So to them, that's how the world should be. So if you want to, this is where one of the lines I got from one of my mentors is, if you want to change someone's beliefs, you can't because it's a belief that they have. What you need to do is maybe give them new um, stories and experiences. And this is kind of what I did. Along the journey, I started getting results on the things I was doing. I started, um, like, because my mom loved the idea of, um, she used to work um, in a bank. So she loves the idea of seeing directors, corporate, all of those ideas. As soon as I started having um, very experienced directors to start to want to work with me, 
she started to see that maybe there is a different story out there that she hasn't been told. And that's where she started to realize that maybe some of the things that those guys were saying are actually true. And only by changing that story and start helping them seeing a different part of life that maybe they were not aware of, um, they started to see things differently. And, uh, and again, because they knew that maybe I was still safe by doing this, they thought that was, that was okay for me to do that thing. Um, but yeah, the more you do it, the more you see that. I don't know if, it, is it okay if I do one more? I, I love doing those, those exact exercises. Yeah, go for, yeah, absolutely. All right. It's interesting. All right, so there's one more that I learned from a guy called, called Tony Robbins. I guess many of you guys would have heard from him. Yeah. And uh, if you do this exercise with me, it's if you look around you right now, right? And you look at all of the, I guess, red things that you can see around you and you count how many of those red things you can see. All right. So let's say you find maybe a five, 10, doesn't matter. Now, if you close your eyes and you try to remember all of the blue things that you could see, usually what happens there, because I've done that with hundreds of hundreds of people right now, usually what happens is people's eyes start to flicker, you know, like your eyes close, yeah. but you start to move because you're trying to find the answers, but you can't find it. And why is that? It's because that's how our brain works. If you ask your brain to find the reasons, like, let's take back the example of my parents, right? Show me examples of why having a job is a great thing um, and having a business is a bad thing. You will find both of them because you'll find many people who have gone bankrupt doing businesses, who have failed doing businesses, who had to come back to their job. Maybe they, they had like humiliation, right? All of those things that were really bad about business and they would have had loads of reasons why staying in the job, staying safe is a good thing. But we can also flip that around, right? I could ask them. So what I've been doing as well is asking them, okay, so maybe you've showed me reasons why it's good to be, to be in, a, in a job. Can you give me the bad reasons as well? And they would also find those, right? And that's how I kind of let them at the same time, but show them that maybe there's a different path. So, oh, sorry, Mark. Um, but the other point I had with this is if you want to maybe start your own business, you can find both the negative and the positive. If you stick with the negative, there's a big chance you won't do anything with it. But if you stick with the positive, like the worst you can that can happen is you're gonna fail, and maybe you go back to your own job, or but you learn something from it, and and that's why I've been doing what I've been doing and made loads of failures, learned a lot of it, and I guess that's part of the journey as well. Yeah, and I think I think from an education standpoint, there are there are a few things which really jump out and the first one is is that like you said you you only know what you know you know what you experience and you know what you're you're told the most of <laughs> so as a student you start school well certainly here in the uk now at four um you have to go through till 18 and you're told to basically go to conform to work hard um do this, do that, do your homework, turn up, go home, <laughs> repeat, 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 and you can come out hopefully with as good grades as you can, maybe get a job, do an apprenticeship, go to university, go to college, get a degree, whatever your path happens to be, get a job. And so that cycle that you've been talking about yes. goes over and over and over. Um, and that's why these conversations really excite me the most is because I'm not sure many people out of all of those millions of students that go through from four to 18 
ever hear these types of conversations. Yeah. So what what would happen if this, you know, twelve year old person suddenly heard the fact that you're in this school and you're surrounded by these people and you're told to learn this, but what happens if you then surrounded yourself with these people mm. and the mentor, the person that's going to be have the biggest impact on your life isn't in your school ecosystem. They happen to be over here somewhere, whether it's an online mentor or a course, or even if it, even if it's just outside your sphere of understanding that even if it let's, let's take it very sort of directly, I need to do better at maths or perceive to be better at maths but I can find that person that can help me and open my doors somewhere else. You know, I'll surround myself with those people that are supporting me as an individual rather than being one of the crowd, which I think is a lot of what the education system seems to be. We're going to get everybody through at the same kind of time. Um, and, and I think, like you said, you know, if you start to hear these stories, you start to hear people talking about it, you know it's not necessarily straightforward. But that idea of my mind shift is... That I'm not just going to turn up for school when I start four, come out at 18 and then realize I need to learn all these skills that we're talking about because you then have to sell yourself to get a job, even if you go down <laughs> that route true. and yeah. you have to do all those sorts of things. You know, and, and I, I guess for me, this is where the education system can change. You know, the magic wand of kind of let's all let's scrap the timetable and have interest led learning and all that kind of thing would be amazing, mm -hmm. you know, and a whole different approach to kind of how we learn. But we know that's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. So for all of those students going through the system, they can change their mindset and they can change their understanding of how they can help themselves. And that can happen today. And I guess that's really what we're talking about. Yeah, definitely. Uh, great point on that. And and on, on the point you've you've said that there, to me, two points came up. The one where you said, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Like the world is is so massive, it's so big, there's so much out there that you can do both two things, right? You can become a very, an expert in one thing and go really deep into it. And what I've learned is the more you find out about something, the more you find out you don't know much about it because there's so much more <laughs> around it. The other part to me was you can go very deep in one or you can expand as well. So part of what I did was I found a mentor. So when I did my uh, acquiring dental practices, um, when I learned that was, I learned that from a mentor and he lives in the castle in uh, in Guthrie in, uh, in Scotland. And um, just by... Like just by going to the castle and living in the castle and like he's got butlers, he's got he's got four supercars in front of his door, like like for, for him it's toys. It's just opened my mind to a new way of thinking about life, you know? Like building up from school, seeing people around you, you think, okay, I, I need to kind of leave mouth, uh, how do you call it? Um, paycheck to paycheck and, and like keep living on that way. Whereas this guy, I think he had like, 200 million in the bank because he's built his wealth and now he can enjoy life. Unfortunately, what school teaches us is kind of you need to struggle throughout life because making um, you need to make your income every month in the same way with your job, right? And just opening your mind to this and just the stories he had, it was amazing. Like he had, he had met like five presidents in the United States. He has, he was in the Vietnam War. He had like, he had so much a variety of experiences in life that, that I thought, I'm really missing out on loads here. <laughs> like he had done so much. And, and one of the things I learned from him was absence of evidence is not evidence of absence. 
which mm-hmm. means if you haven't seen it yet, maybe in your, like you said, right, in your surroundings, in, in your fear, in your sphere of people that you know, that you meet, it doesn't mean that that doesn't exist, right? Because, um, and it doesn't mean you can't achieve those things yourself. And sometimes, again, it's by being around those people and also realizing that it wasn't easy for them as well. And that particular guy, the guy who lives in the castle, used to be one of the kind of poorest person. Like he used to live in the barrio in, uh, in the US. So he was very poor and he made his way up by finding the right people to be around, by, by learning from them and, and growing in that way. So, yeah, great point. And it really is important, I think, to, to understand that you're, you're right. You're, we get brought into that kind of the way you're brought up, your education, where you live is only where you are today. It's not where you may be in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, and 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 I guess that brings us back to the mindset idea. It is if that's what you think it is, but you also then know that with that change of mindset. I mean, I know you know as a as a child who knew he was really interested in music, um, coming from a small mining town in 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 the west of England, um, or southwest of England, I should say. You know the the prospect of you know performing at the Albert Hall, going to music oh. college, moving to London, surrounding myself with just some of the most amazing musicians that we have here is just inconceivable oh. until you sort of work back all of those things, you know, what's around me at the time. And I've mentioned this before on the show, you know, the kind of being at school and just having the opportunity to learn from this teacher, to have this experience in this junior wind band and then the senior wind band and then the county band and then the national band and then the music you know all those little steps and each time you get to know more and you feel more and you experience more and and that becomes your norm yes. so you shouldn't you shouldn't feel like i need to go from a to z in one go there is a journey there like you're saying it might not be straightforward even but it does take you step by step but it's being aware that you can i guess you can walk into these worlds and and these new experiences it's not that you have to find them from nowhere they're there as long as your mindset's to that point where you can open it up yeah no you're right great point i mean there was one thing i talked about in in one of the episodes recently which 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 is around the comfort zone right what i just talked about and the way i see the comfort zone is let's say you're in the middle and there's a circle around you. That circle is what you're comfortable with. Anything that, so let's say you, you're aiming to achieve a new goal. That means you don't have that goal yet. So that means it's outside of your comfort zone. And, and usually what happens is two things. One thing is, is this is why I kind of, I, I don't really like the way school teaches people because to me, having exams, for example, what, what exams kind of conditions us to think about is that we always need to be perfect before doing something. Because if you think about it, when that you only have one exam a year, for example. If you fail the exam, you're done. You have to redo the whole year. Therefore, when people go out of, of school now and go in real life, that's the thinking they have. I need to have everything perfect before I get, get out and do something about it. And by the time, by the time they actually do the thing, fear comes in and and you know uh one one interesting line i had was uh, I've, I've heard was um the the biggest i guess the the greatest kind of food for fear is time so the, the longer you kind of wait to make it perfect the less likely you're going to do it because you're going to your mind's going to give you all the reasons why it's not going to work 
Whereas sometimes the best things I've done, the best things I've learned, by it was just by doing it. And then when things don't go well, you find a solution. When things go go well, you would have done something that you would have never done before. So yeah, th- those are kind of some of like that like we talked about some of the beliefs that had to change, some of the mindset things that I had to think right. Um, and it comes also with the personality you have. You know, some people are very logical minded, and I'm very logical. I had to come to a point where being less logical and analyzing less and just doing what I think was right and then figuring out on the way. For example, um, launching the podcast, I just had to do it and then learn on the way. Like right now, I'm making so many mistakes, but having conversations with you, for example, and people who've done it for quite some time, I'm learning on, on the way. But if I had waited for another month and not even kind of launched, I would have been in the same situation that, um, that I was before. And uh, I would not even have the chance to be with you right now. So yeah, absolutely. And 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 I th- and I think that applies to everything, doesn't it? Because if you if you look back to the version you were of anything a year ago, <laughs> it's not where you would be now if you'd planned exactly. it. Exactly. You, know, you could have that perfect year ago version of you, and you'd want to change it now. You know, I think the same with website design. You know, it's you got it just as you wanted it, and then a few months later or a couple of years later, you're thinking, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> not because it not because it wasn't great then, but because things have moved yes. on. And like you say, you move on as a person, and also things around you. And and I think understanding that the whole thing is morphing all the time is uh, is really key. And before we were chatting about you had um uh, an idea of uh, a five C's okay, that yeah. kind of um helped us kind of sort of frame a little bit about a lot of the things that we've been talking about so can you take us into that a little yeah bit? sure so i mean one of the concepts I, I like to talk about is a is a five c system so so throughout my journey what i've realized is that i had to change as a person i had to change my identity i had to change the things and the thoughts that i had around me so that I could now um, take on new actions to give me new results, right? And those five C's are, first is conscious. So you need to be aware, like we talked about just before, you don't know what you don't know. And most likely the group you are in there right now, if you've been there with long enough, uh, if you've been with them for long enough, by that time, you will most likely know most of the things that they know. Uh, in the same way, when I used to work at Deloitte as an auditor, in two years, I knew exactly what I had to know in that field. So I wanted to find something different so I could grow. Once you know, like to me, the conscious is more about understanding how your brain works. Like we shared, I shared a couple today, one around the colors thing we did, and two was around the two plus two situation where it's a belief. Now that you become aware of them, you can choose. So regarding the colors, you can choose to look for the blues in life. Maybe the blues are positive things. And maybe you don't want to look too much at the negative things because they are still going to be there, but they are not going to help you in life. So by being able to know who they are, you can choose and and then you can change. So third C is change. So you can change by taking new actions to achieve new results in your life. The fourth C to me is the most important one. So for example, if I ask you a question, um, when you wake up in the morning and you put your trousers on, which leg do you put first? Most likely you don't really think about it. Or maybe I, <laughs> maybe you do. <laughs> I was just thinking I, I do most things with my right first. So I think that probably would be the case. But <laughs> Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is, you do that 
automatically, right? You don't think about it because yeah. you're, there's so yeah. much to think about. Your brain just makes it part of what you do and it becomes a habit. In the same way, uh, brushing your teeth in the morning, if one day I said to you, Mark, don't brush your teeth today, you might feel a bit weird on that particular day because you've been doing it so many times. So your brain kind of, our brain is amazing, but it kind of creates those habits that you expect to happen. And in the same way, if you've been doing something in the same way every day for a long time, you tend to do them without thinking about it. So in order to change that and to have a new behavior or a new habit, you, you do need to make it a conscious effort every day to change it. And people will say 21 days. I think you need to keep doing it a bit more just in case. But if you keep doing that new habit for 30, 60 days, that will then become your new habit. And to me, what, what, makes, what is very important as well, it will change the way you think about those things. And eventually you will start doing more of those things that you want to achieve the, the life that you want. And finally, the fifth C to me is more, even though you've done all of those things right, the first four Cs, life will still send you a curveball. Like COVID happens, someone dies, like you lose your job. You, you never know what can happen. But we've, the fifth C is about understanding how the world is. To the way I look at the world, um, I'm an avid poker player, and one of my graphs is, uh, it's a bit like the stock graph. It goes up and down if you look on a short-term basis. But if you look on the long-term and looking at, I guess, the slope of it, if it still keeps a positive slope of uh, 5, 10, 20 years, you know you're still doing well. You might have some dips because luck is short-term, but if you keep the skills over the long term, your value is going to go up. And, um, and yeah, being aware of those things allows me to be happy when things are not well because I'm, I'm expecting the next one to go back up, but also become aware that when things are going perfectly well, how can I prepare myself when, when things go down? Because that's going to happen as well. It's just part of life. So yeah, those would be kind of yeah, um, I, an idea of the five Cs. Yeah, and I, and I think being able to frame them like that is really supportive, isn't it? And mm. and I think the, the sort of the, the more ethereal kind of parts of the conversation in terms of, you know, we'd like education to change, we'd like this, we'd like that, we'd like the other, it is, it's all very well and good. And we can have those conversations all the time. But the actual understanding of the nuts and bolts, like you've been talking about, where you focus your mind, where you decide to understand, oh, this is this part of my life. Like I say, whether it's a high, whether it's a low, whether it's, um, you talked before, I think, I think it was before we started recording about things being sort of neutral, mm. that sense yes. that, that, you know, we are at the, the essence of who we are, uh, uh, pure, as it were, and, and, and is just a state of calm, a state of, of just being. And all of the, the human elements of that on top and the mind games that go on. And, and I find it interesting, you know, the, the mindset issue is, is kind of a layer on top of that. And that's a game within itself in terms yeah. of, you know, we can choose how the human experience is based on the fact that we have control over our mind, you know, but understanding that that is something is almost a whole layer above the essence of who we are. I think then that gives you that extra power because what it does is it means that you're always winning because you're always able to know that you're following your path and to be able to use these skills we've been talking about today to kind of take you on that journey and to like I say ride the ups and the and the downs and to know that I can I have some control I'm going to surround myself with the people that I want to I'm going to find the mentor that I want to I can actually then go within myself enough to understand that 
yeah, actually, this isn't the path. You know, I've got everything. You know, I've I've changed countries. I've been to college. I've been to university. I've got a fantastic job. I'm living the dream, whatever that dream happens to be. And yet, it's someone else's dream. Yes. Or, or, or you know, I've achieved everything I want to, and it isn't and it isn't me. And all of those things coming around. But then to understand that we just wind all that back a little bit find out what it is that we do want and then from there we can then move forward and i think that's true for teachers in terms of i know lots of them feel like they get stuck within the system in the way that it's taught and how it's done but i think certainly for students when you realize that you are a pawn almost in this system which is above and beyond what you have to do um once you realize you can then take control on that neutral level of kind of, I have to go to school. I don't have the option of making that decision for it to be different. Well, that's fine. So I'm just going to go to school. I'm going to do what I need to do because that's great. Yeah. But then there's a whole level above that, which is now, what can I do to do what I want to do? And it might be, you're doing those extra hobbies. You're taking the classes that you want to, you realize that the person you really need to be learning from isn't in that environment. Like we talked about before. And also that I'm going to, I'm going to focus the skills that I know that I need, which might not be just English, maths, and history, yes. as, we, as we spoke about before. It's about I need to understand how to sell myself, <laughs> yes. how to how to come across to other people, how to feel more confident in a group because I know it's this different set of group mm. of people that I want to be around. And then, okay, it's not going to be easy, and you're going to be one of many that maybe don't think that way. But as I said before, hopefully these conversations start to explain that there there are people out there who've done it there are people who've been through this journey you're a classic example of you know all those things i've just talked about and then here you are still being very positive and and, and pushing your boundaries in terms of where you want to go and then i think that's a really exciting place to want to learn from no matter what you're yeah age. for sure and i mean you raise a really good point um because the reason i created my podcast was around literally because of covid so right now many people might be depressed might be sad because of various reasons right and unfortunately, you can't do anything that hap- you can't do anything to change what happened to you, but what you can control is what's going on in your head. And to me, a lot of the things is is the stories we tell ourselves. So if we understand that everything, like you said, is neutral, like we talked about before, and that we can decide whether it's good or bad for us, then we do have that control. And um, and yeah. To me, I think to me, this is the main message I wanna I wanna kind of share with people that we can control, even if the system maybe is not is not helping us in that way by educating ourselves. Like right now, the internet is just amazing. Like you can learn so much just by googling it. You don't need to spend any money, right? And you can love so much um, just by being through it. Now, even the podcast here is for free, so that, that, that's that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and and I guess yeah, that that's where our sort of love of this medium comes. You know, the, to be able to chat to people, have these conversations, share that message, and and I think I, I can. Well, I had the I had this conversation with myself just then in my head as well. People saying you know you talk about it being neutral you know but yet i'm really excited today i'm really depressed tomorrow you know like you say we're currently in a pandemic so therefore everything feels hard and and it's not to negate that mm. because it may well be that you feel that emotion yes. going but i think that's a little bit like you said about the stock stock market graph in terms of the ups and downs and whatever yeah. just i think just acknowledging that you know that's mm-hmm. happening 
and then that sort of sense of calm and neutrality almost comes under that and then you can see almost this kind of emotional roller coaster going on in front of you and i think it's there that you get that intuition and that wisdom to take your path and i think you know all of that together which all sounds very complicated and convoluted in some ways but i think at its essence is it's you know the the is the essence of everything that just enables you then to yeah, thrive yeah i love this point because sometimes people might misunderstand by what i mean by neutral um because i mean we all encounter obstacle challenges that maybe we were not expecting but like you just said perfectly well is become aware of that feeling right but the thing is the feeling will be there and maybe it comes like a few seconds the reason it comes back is because we think about it again and again and again whereas it's just like acknowledge that it's there but then choose the story you want to link to it it's the stories or the words that we use that link the emotions we link to them um and, and yeah that, that that's the message here but yeah great point great point so tell us where people can hear more and, and find out more about you because this is obviously i think it's going to spark something deep within many people listening and they're going to want to they're going to want to experiment more they're going to want to find out more and and learn more so yeah point them in the direction where they can they can find out all that stuff from where yeah, you sure. live so so i've uh, i've got my own podcast called master your mind master your life with nicholas lee and in the podcast, I share quite a few of those ideas I've shared here and, and, a, and a lot more. And also, I've having, I'm having interviews a bit like what Mark is doing here with other people that have achieved um, great success in business. And, and again, the main theme is they all had fears, they all had challenges, obstacles, but it's how they perceived the situation and how they came out of it stronger and how that helped them grow, really, because that's just part of life, right? It's just about how we decide to see them. So yeah, that's how you could, yeah, um, I guess, get more information about those ideas. Fantastic. Well, Nicholas, thank you so much for being here and sharing all that wisdom. Like, like I, I think we're on the same page in terms of hearing these things over and over mm. from different voices, but with the same themes, you start to realise, no, that is the essence yes. of, <laughs> of what I'm about, where I'm going and where I can pull this information. So yeah, thanks so much for being here and, um, and for such great Excellent. Wisdom. Thank you very much for having me here. It was a pleasure to speak to you and to share, I guess, what I've learned on my journey. And hopefully that helps anyone if that can help anyone in any shape or form, I'd be happy. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com. Education is not the filling of a pail, but the lighting of a fire.